We didn't talk at all about Brother's Girlfriend. Oh, she was a total theater kid. She was like, like the third thing she says is a reference to Phantom of the Opera. What, how did she reference Phantom of the Opera? They didn't, well, they were making that. It was a book before it was a play. She was like, I'm a time <laughs> traveler. <laughs> I'm from the future, and let me tell you, Phantom of the Opera is gonna be dope. Don't shift your way. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do, Hello, and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Hannah. I'm Sarah. And this is March Bradness, the world's only March Madness-style Brad Pitt-themed podcast, where we're pitting each of Brad Pitt's movies against each other in a quest to discover the ultimate Brad. Today's episode, we're pitting A River Runs Through It with Across the Tracks. This podcast is going to have spoilers in it because we're going to talk about the whole movie because Brad Pitt's in all of each of these movies. So if you don't want to be spoiled, pause us, go hunt them down, and then pick back up. Yeah, watch along with us. We do encourage that. It probably makes it more interesting. Definitely. Or just don't be a wimp and deal with the spoilers. Spoilers from these movies from the early 90s. So, we're back in Montana this week. (laughs) Did you miss it? You were talking the last episode about how much you liked Montana. I really like Montana. So here we are again. Yeah, we we went back. We actually filmed we filmed this episode in Montana. Really set the ambiance. Yeah, because all that sponsorship money is just rolling right it's in. Rolling right through. Yeah, we brought the group with us too. Yeah, show up later. Their their flight was delayed. So, they're still in transit. Yeah, so we're just recording a little intro before they get here. (laughs) The first movie we're talking about today is going to be A River Runs Through It, which was directed by Robert Redford uh, and stars Brad Pitt as Robert Redford (laughs) as uh, the kid who invents fly fishing, except not really. This movie is the movie that your hungover substitute teacher who's like, I'm here for a week because your teacher teacher is getting like their knee replaced. (laughs) This is the movie they show, because you watch it in half-hour increments over the course of, like, three weeks. Absolutely, and every day is torture, and every day you're like, what's happening? You're just, like, drawing in the back. I don't... Passing notes. You look up, and Brad Pitt is, like, fly fishing and getting beat up. Then you look down, and you look up again, and it's, like, a completely different person, and you're like, what? And he's like, I went to college, I'm better than everyone, and you're like, bah! You look up, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is there. (laughs) Look up, a kid's staring at a bowl of oatmeal. (laughs) It's like, it's a weird movie. Uh, that sort of banter we just did makes it sound way more interesting than it actually we just, is. We took the best parts. We consolidated <laughs> five-minute highlight reel. Brad Pitt getting in a fight with his brother in the kitchen. Uh, seeing Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a baby. His first role ever. Uh, speakeasy. Getting getting pulled in a river. Old Rawhide and her butt tattoo. <laughs> Fly fishing. There you go. That's kind of all you need to know, I think, plot-wise. It's just a movie about brothers in the Wild West Montana, just like we just saw in Legends of the Fall, except in this one, Brad Pitt doesn't go to war, and he doesn't scalp anybody. And he's so. not hot. This is a movie where nothing happens, but it's not a good movie where nothing happens. Like, I'm a slut for movies where nothing happens. I love me some Inside Lewin Davises. I love me some, like, in-depth character studies. Some boyhood. Yeah, some boyhood. This is like a Montana boyhood, except... (sighs) Except it's not good. (laughs) So does that cover it for you? Do you feel caught up? Do you feel like you watched the movie if you didn't watch it? I hope so. Because we're going to go to the gang. Their flight just got in. Oh, shit. Here they are. So here we have Joe, Jack, and Maya. And extra special surprise guest, Jess. I'm Joe. I'm Jack. I'm Maya. 
Oh. What? Hey. Introduce yourself. We're Psychically recording. Psychically intuitive that we were all here talking about Brad Pitt. I think you got a little something on your nose. It's a sunburn. Well, Jess, you should be real glad you didn't watch, uh, I'm going to say either of these movies. But especially the movie <laughs> that we're going to talk about first. Yeah, yeah the movie we're going to talk about after you introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Jess. I spent the entire weekend <laughs> not an eight foot long, six foot tall pool floaty that was shaped like a clam. <laughs> I'm like, like I'm depressed talking about this shitty movie. The whole point of this movie is it's celebrating this really like specific white male life. They focus on this Presbyterian minister and how like reserved and austere his life is, right? And you're supposed to love that for some reason. <laughs> and then there's these shots of fly fishing too and that's supposed to be important. Some positive points for this movie. It did open on a river running through it. Yeah. We- Unlike Legends of the Fall, <laughs> which had no falls. Ever. Very confusing. No one even tripped. Another positive experience is that in the beginning there's like a Fight Club Junior, like mm-hmm. Master Chef Junior, but for Fight Clubs, mm-hmm. and the kids like get in a little boxing ring in the alley. Wow, those kids were going at it. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess if you're into kids <laughs> yeah. beating each other up. I love movies with a lot of kids kicking. That was probably <laughs> the most action in the movie. Yeah, definitely <laughs> the most. There's a scene where the child actor that grows up to be Brad Pitt is like really really pissed off sitting at the table staring at this bowl of oatmeal that looks wholly unappetizing and in the little dvd chapter menu it's called boy versus oats (laughs) Uh, we shouldn't go without saying that they get down on their knees next to their chairs when they say grace and pray and it's like they're all about to get executed it's really (laughs) hardcore yeah there were three women there was his mom, there was this native woman who was, like, stunningly beautiful and was on screen for, I don't know, three minutes? And then there were assorted flapper Are girls. you forgetting was, about there old was... Rawhide? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my Twitter handle to Old Rawhide. I saw that! Old Rawhide, we met at a bar, throwing back her, like, God knows how many a whiskey shot. Dates the brother-in-law for a while. They go fuck <laughs> in uh, his car and like drink and drive around all night and then they're supposed to go fly fishing early the next morning. They're both wasted still. He pours into a cone cup that's leaning against his leg uh, some Pepto-Bismol and vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and Old Rawhide proceed to get naked, fuck, and pass out in the sun. Perfect sunburns on their front and back <laughs> <laughs> when they come back to the house. And Old Rawhide gets in the car with Brad Pitt, and she's like, I'm dry as hell right now. Give me some booze. That's her whole character. Yeah. Um, just a drunk who sleeps with another drunk. Yeah. She's a, She's got a tattoo across her ass cheeks oh, that shit. says love. Yeah. And there's a long time where Brad Pitt and the boring brother are like trying to figure out what it says, despite the fact that they're a newspaper man and a college professor. Jeez. I guess they can't read. She was the deepest woman in the whole movie. Oh, absolutely. Most dimensionality. As a kid, Brad was like, I'm going to be a professional fly fisher when I grow up. And then he didn't. Yeah, then he becomes a newspaper man. With gambling bits. (laughs) One thing that the boys were freaking out over, and us too, is at the end, Brad Pitt is 
not in the best headspace, and he goes out to the river and is fly fishing, and the current picks up, and you're like, God, finally, there's there's 20 minutes left. Something has got to happen. Because <laughs> the movie the movie opens up with him and the brother going down the stolen boat down a waterfall and surviving. So you're like, oh shit, yeah, it's yeah, gonna so, pay off. So he's there, and the shot changes more frequently than once every two minutes, and <laughs> it's the music swells, and then the scene cuts. They had him under the water. Everybody he was, was all the way under. Rooting for Brad to die. We wanted him to die so, so bad. bad. And he's Brad. He's Brad. We never want Brad to die. While they do have flapper girls and jazz clubs, what they don't have at any point, despite having a gambling addict as a character, is a single hand of poker being played. <laughs> really, it's Brad's, it's what does him in, is the gambling. And there's no evidence of it outside of him blatantly saying, I'm not addicted to gambling. It's fine. I'll be fine. Well, they won't even let you play. Oh, yes, they will. With what? You are in debt up to your goddamn neck. No one. It's my debt. Okay, it's my debt. The movie would have been far more compelling if it had given each brother their own stage and said, this is Brad's life, and this is how he develops, and this is Ugly Brother's life, and how he develops. <laughs> yeah. Instead, Steve, all you get is Steve Boreanaz's life, and Brad like being the far more interesting character that you catch glimmers of every mm -hmm. once in a while, and then he meets a demise that should have a moral ending, but it's more like... Yesterday he caught a big fish with the family and then apparently got beat to death with a revolver <laughs> Which in an alley. Which you do not see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we should think They're going to give him a demise that gives anyone else besides him the responsibility for his fall. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, the legend of instead, his Instead he is, yeah. you know, killed alone. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. Screen. They had two chances to kill him on screen. And they didn't take either of them. Apparently one of them wouldn't have been true to what actually happened. But, like, who cares? And you know what? You know what? We still had to sit through his funeral. Right? Oh, yeah. Ugh. We did. We didn't get to see his death, and we had to sit through his funeral. It wasn't satisfying. But the Brad. Can yeah, we all agree this was his worst look yet? It was so bad. Yeah. Like, they took a young <laughs> Brad Pitt and were like, held a photo of Robert Redford. <laughs> like, How can we make this look hmm. like this? Yeah. Where he has a swagger and a stiff posture with his broad shoulders in his later movies that, like, makes him compelling and charismatic. In this one, he's, like, still floppy. He, like, had, he wasn't cool for he a cool character. And it was the first time I've ever seen that. Like, even... Like, the great thing about Brad and his swagger, a lot of times it's it's a little bit self-deprecating. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Ocean's Eleven, like, he's the cool guy, but he's also kind of an idiot without blatantly ever, like, being the idiot. He didn't have any of that, and there were moments where he tried some sort of, like, cool thing, swagger thing, and we were just, like, couldn't get over the fact that he was just trying so hard. I don't know what happened, between this movie and Legends of the Fall, but he learned something. Someone told him something that changed his life. They're like, yo, Brad, you're hot. I think it wanted to be a movie that is slow and more about the ambiance than anything, but like they didn't take a single risk in anything, including the, the acting and everything. Like everything was so tame, the visuals, the writing. It was, it was Oscar bait. Maybe Brad was so boring because when he tried being interesting, they were like, "You have, you to, have tone to tone it tone down. down, Brad. You have to, you have to." Sh 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 sh. I see you're at a five right now. I really need you to be at a two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Seriously. this movie got 
83% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it also won the Oscar for Best Cinematography, which makes no sense. Slow motion me. flat fishing. Because uh, Brad, really, his cheekbones, they were like, oh yeah, nice. We found out that Brad has a smallpox vaccine scar. Yeah! Because <laughs> he's that age. He's got a little, the little, little circle scar on his shoulder. Ah, so good. Can I comment one thing about his physique, which I thought was interesting? Is This came out two years before Legends of the Fall, and he's a lot smaller. He bulked up a lot for Legends of the Fall. I mean, like, obviously we all appreciated his body beforehand, but it kind of makes you think, like, oh, yeah, he really, he worked hard for that. He did. He did. Brad <laughs> never skips leg day. The only situation where I would ever have come across that movie is if I was scrolling through channels on, like, a Sunday, and it was on television, and there was nothing that would have kept me watching. Mm, like, yeah. even after seeing yeah. the Brad, I would have been like, huh, oh, he used it. to be in a lot of crap. Get yeah. this movie for an uncle you don't like for Christmas, <laughs> or... Um, probably have a great time. I think that he'll really, <laughs> really like, like, connect yeah. with it and yeah. find those themes important. Well, I guess we'll, we'll end that. Start a fight club, Brad reputation. Okay, Google. What's going on with Brad Pitt right now? Here's what I found. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are selling olive oil from their French chateau together. This is from Glimmer.com. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are embarking on a new joint business venture. The actors are now selling their own extra virgin olive oil called Miraval Olive Oil. The gourmet extra virgin olive oil is produced on 26 acres of land at Chateau Miraval. Miraval? The couple's $60 million, 1,100-acre French villa. It's 30 bucks a bottle. All right. That's, like, not outrageous for olive oil. Yeah. Can we buy some Brad and Angie olive oil? Yeah, well, I mean, a spokesperson for the oil said that the first release of the product only included 10,000 bottles. Well, if it's only 30 bucks a pop, where do I get my hands on that? Or do I have to be on, like, a list? I think they're just selling it in Europe right now. I think they're going to sell it in the U.S., like, a little bit later. That's okay. what the thing says. Here's an idea. Flights to Europe are still ridiculously cheap. Okay. Fly to Europe for $400 round okay. trip. Get a bottle of olive oil. <laughs> Fly back home. And then sell it at, a, at an upsell. Ah. It's like the Neopets uh, restocking. All right, all right, all right. But IRL. IRL Neopets restocking. Interesting. Yeah. I'm... I'm on board. You could buy more than one bottle at a time, oh, but they might catch on to you. They might catch on. They'd be like, hey, these Americans, they're buying a lot of this $30 olive oil. I think that olive oil from Brad and Angie would be worth a pretty penny, don't Definitely. you? Definitely. They also have a rosé that I guess is really good. What? Yeah. Can I I want to get drunk on Brad and Angie's wine and then eat bread dipped in Brad and Angie's olive oil Definitely. and then cry about their divorce. Definitely. Yeah. That feels, that feels correct. To me. I have a, I have a couple You know questions. who else is crying a lot? Who? Brad Pitt, because he's listening to a lot of Bonnie Bear. Brad Pitt is, is apparently coping with his divorce by smoking a lot of weed, uh, making a lot of sculptures, and listening to a lot of Bonnie Bear. Who isn't? Smoking weed and making sculptures and listening to Bonnie Bear. I'm not doing any of those things. <laughs> I'm only doing one of them, which is Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear. Yeah, I really like listening to Bonnie Bear when it's like sad and gloomy, like it is right now. I'm like looking out the bus window, being like, "We aren't magnificent." This is where we we split as people. I got my Carly Rae Jepsen. I got my. I got my. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Just Carly. You only listen to Carly Rae. <laughs> All it is is Carly Rae Jepsen. In an act of self-preservation, fair. In Trump's America, I listen exclusively to Carly Rae Jepsen on repeat 
just like all the time. Seven. It's right now I have earphones in and I'm listening to it. One ear. Yeah. You're only getting half the Carly, but like it's yeah. better than nothing. Do 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 Keeps me going. Oh, real. Hunter Harris, she works for Vulture. She did a, a nice recap of what she thinks Brad is listening to, like the Bon Iver songs that he's listening to, which is a pretty good article. I would recommend checking it out. Full disclosure, Hunter and I went to college together, and she's super cool, and I hope she's listening. What do you think? Do you think he listens to Holocene on the bus? <laughs> on the bus, and he thinks about his gay OCs. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I want to say yeah. You know, Brad's like, that's a good divorce song. God, I can't think of a better divorce song. I got once I, you, you fucked it all, it's on its head. That's so sad. Yeah, and once I knew I was not magnificent. Oh, oh Brad! Jeez, now I'm gonna cry. God. Mm. So I guess my question, my last question, is for this olive oil venture, do you think that means that they're talking? I don't know a lot about how olive oil is made. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're hand pressing it together? Um, I'm wondering if they had already, since they already have the rosé that they make. I'm, I feel like olive oil takes a while, and they got started on the process pre-divorce. Yeah. I don't know again yeah. how olive oil is made. Okay, well, in my heart, they're in a room together, currently discussing olive oil yeah. like, percentages. Yes, I mean like. Brad and Jen ran Plan B, the production company. Okay. They co-founded it together. It was, like, a thing that they did while they were married. Okay. Um, and then in the divorce, Brad got Plan B. Probably because okay. it's Plan B, like his name, Brad. Plan B for Brad? Does Brad have anything to do with Plan B, the emergency contraceptive? <laughs> I don't know. He's. I, I imagine, you know, Brad is, has probably paid for his share of Plan B. <laughs> He's like, I may as well invest in this. Hell, I'll buy it out. But this is a good name, so I think I'm going to use it for my movie company, too. I imagine that Brad Pitt doesn't pay standard, like, self-employment 1099 taxes because he does everything through Plan B, like, incorporated. I talked to my mom about this. She's like, he incorporates himself, so he's a business. Oh, okay. There we go. As opposed to, like... This is a question for you. Uh, audience. If, audience, if you know this, please uh, write in our contact form at marchbradness.net. If you are an actor in Hollywood... Are you an independent contractor, and do you pay your 1099 taxes? Do you do quarterlies? Did Brad Pitt have to do 1099s for World War Z? Did he get, like, Brad, you have to pay $7 million in taxes at once or whatever? That's so funny to me. If so, uh, and then, like, what kind of deductions can you take as an actor? Flights, probably. Definitely. Lots of business lunches. Oh, what about, like, you're getting your hair done? Well, yeah, I mean, it's all done on set, right? Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that, and then, like, keeping, like, the Brad Pitt brand on, like, when he went through his bracelet phase, were all of his bracelets part of his image? I would were those say, tax write-offs? I would say all of my clothes ever. All of my clothes Dedicated ever. because my brand is my business. Yeah, exactly. And I so, am my brand. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting loophole. Uh, well, there's no reason why we can't start that right now, as now that we're famous, because we got published in the local newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Everything we I do. Max from RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Max, do you want to be on our podcast? Max, you can be on our podcast. You should absolutely be on our podcast. Okay, so yeah, so from now on, everything I do is a tax write-off. Mm-hmm. Literally everything. Because it's my brand. You know who probably didn't have to pay taxes, though? Who? Brad Pitt's character in Across the Tracks, because he was 17. Oh, he was too young. He didn't have to pay taxes. What a simple life. 
you know, the, the stress-free existence of not paying taxes really shines through in this Brad, uh, which we're going to see when we talk about it uh, right now. Across the tracks. A love story about two brothers from 1990. <laughs> How a 27-year-old Brad Pitt got into Stanford. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt was 27. He plays the star of his high school's track team who runs into some problems when his younger brother gets out of juvie for stealing a car and smoking dudes. Just like Brad. Just like Brad. <laughs> Just like IRL Brad. IRL Brad. Yeah. Brad's like living in a trailer park with like his single mom, but then he comes home one day and his younger, his younger yeah, brother yeah. is there and he's real mad to see him. He just got out of juvie. This this movie has like weirdly similar brother tropes to the other one. Brad is the good kid in this one. It's very the OC, you know. Like, yes. Yeah. Good kid, bad kid. It's a very LA grunge movie. <laughs> so what winds up happening though is like the tension from the movie arises from the brother also he also for some reason runs fast even though because they made him run a mile in juvie every day so they're competing and brad's like oh i'm a really good guy and i want to help my brother out but i also really need to win this because i want to go to stanford yeah the whole thing was brad's idea he was like hey you should quit hanging out with those hoodlums and you should go running with me and you should join the track team he would later regret that decision. Yes. He had a, he had this really high pitched voice he used the entire movie. Yes, he was like, his voice is very consistent usually in all of his uh, in his movies, but it was like instead of being like, "Hey guys, when's the track meet?" He's like, "Hey guys, when does the track meet?" <laughs> like in a health class movie. Like, like yeah, seriously, like he's speaking from his throat and also high pitched the whole time, which. I mean, it does sound boyish, but it was like mm-hmm. probably didn't need to do he's that. He's doing he's doing the same like accent and voice and speech pattern as he does in Dark Side of the Sun. It's a very similar Brad. It's his teen Brad voice. Teen Brad yeah. voice. I'm 27, but I can play 17 too. Yeah. The brothers, the way he runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's more of a toddle than like an actual run. He's using a lot of energy to not go very far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those legs go real high. Pitt, on the other hand, actually is like super ripped. Like he's like all muscle. He's sinewy. Yeah, yeah. I believe that he runs. Definitely. You asked at one point what his sport of choice was. He's definitely like sport built. He's like very strong in this healthy, I play a sport way. Yeah, like he definitely is training for something. Running. He looked like an actual track athlete. It could be track, yeah. Or cross country. Tennis or something. Yeah, very slim and built. Massive delts. Huge delts. He was like oh, spears. This Brad, just jumping right into Boy Lover right here. This Brad <laughs> is so good. 10 out of 10. Real hot. You're getting right to it. Yeah, I, I told you I was getting right to it. <laughs> One thing in Brad's hotness worth mentioning is, is he had a lot of really great outfits. Oh my god, they were so good. Very, uh... This movie's 1990 and it was like very much like geometric stripes. Primary, secondary colors. He was rocking the official color scheme of the early nineties at one point. Definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely. That, that teal and purple. He's yeah. got those. He's got those sweatpants that you can buy for like four dollars at Axeman, where we went today. Yeah. Axeman, mm-hmm. Minneapolis staple. That's you should absolutely cool. go. It's so buy, good. Buy motors and pants that look like Brad Pitt's pants and across the tracks. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. He he had a, a lot of like high waisted, um, really light wash jeans and white sneakers. This movie had a great soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah, it and was. it starts right away. Like you you click play and it's just like <laughs> and then those like really dramatic opening credits. Again, yeah. such a contrast. Yeah, with like, the river runs through it. We literally like 
like hollered. Like everyone was like, finally, like <laughs> action. There's more action in the first like two minutes of this movie than yeah. there is in the entire two hours of a river. Uh, he threw a really good temper tantrum. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I think Brad has a number of really solid temper tantrums in mm-hmm. this movie. He cries. Oh, love early Brad crying. Brad was early Brad uh, tears. He was anti-racist. He beat some people up. Yeah, yeah. Nice. What's his face? The drug dealer says the N word. Yeah, which um, we were keeping track of when the movies got racist, and this one got racist. It was forty-five minutes. <laughs> an hour and eighteen minutes into the movie, whereas a river runs through, it was forty-five yeah. minutes. So better, better, not great, but better. <laughs> um, yeah, later is better. <laughs> there's a scene where he's perched on a fence like a little bird because he's like sad that oh, his yeah. brother isn't home at the right time yeah. or something. He did like, make a note Don't do that to mom. Because he was, loves his mom. Yeah. It's cute. Brad ran everywhere in this movie. Not just when he was running. If somebody was like, hey Brad, come over here, he would run the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> he's always got his head in the game. He's like a, like a video game character. <laughs> yeah. Like a sim. I have this written down and I'm not sure if I heard this wrong. Did he describe himself as a knee man in this movie? <laughs> the obligatory scene where the brothers talk about what they find attractive in a woman. Right? Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. are you an ass man? And he was like, I'm a knee man. Yeah. I, I think I was just wow. trying to block out that entire scene. That's <laughs> a bad place to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh! We missed the best part when Brad and his brother are talking at the pier about whether they're an ass man or a knees man. Brad Pitt has two cans of Coca-Cola looped in his belt. But so. I just don't get, like, they're wobbling all over the place, like, hitting this yeah, So they're going to get, like, super carbonated. They're going to get a warm Coke that when they open is going to explode all over them yeah. and then be flat when they drink it. <laughs> it looked really cool. In this movie, Brad makes his bed and folds his socks. Best movie ever! <laughs> he knows how to ward off that depression that he clearly has after the death of his father. And so he's driving himself real hard. Spoiler alert, he gets into Stanford. And I'm so proud of him. Because the brother kind of like, is like... He threw the race. Yeah, the yeah. Brother, his brother, race. after kicking Brad Pitt's ass in a big meet, um, and very much upsetting Brad, goes on to give away the final race to Brad. Billy, why did you slow down the last 10 yards? Look, you outkicked me, Joe, that's all. That's bullshit! You ran a good race, Joe. It's bullshit! What is wrong with you? You were dogging it, man. No, I wasn't, Joe. You dogged it. You let me win, man. No, why? I didn't, Joe. Why, don't... Billy, you're lying to me. Don't lie to me! Brad, uh, I don't know, he was just being such a little bitch about the brother beating him, and I think he should have run faster. <laughs> well, you've never had a sibling, now have you? Yes. Yeah, Call out! <laughs> it really sucks when your sibling beats you at something. Brad should be an only child next. Brad, the real Brad has two siblings, though. He does. Doug and, uh, Sh- Sharon, I think? Brad, too. Brad's the oldest. Brad's the oldest child. I wish Brad had two sisters. <laughs> I don't know, this movie just had the perfect amount. Like, whereas the other movie had either too few characters like women or too many characters like shitty men, this movie had, like, the perfect amount of characters. Two. The perfect amount of exposition. (laughs) And the perfect amount of action. We've had all these movies with brothers now, and this one was the one that was like, you don't actually have to, like, start fucking your dead brother's wife, or (laughs) if you're more moral and you go to college, then you'll be the brother that lives. Um, it 
let both characters like have good lives and that I, I apparently I'm waiting I'm looking for that now as we wear these tropes really really thin um, <laughs> no, I think that's a really good point like I'm really worried that we're gonna start to identify that like Hollywood actually just runs these father-son or brother-brother stories into the ground when like why do these need to get told at all and this one had like a brother who was down on his luck being forgiven and invited into the life of the other brother and then both of them end up succeeding and that was um, nice in contrast. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the relationship also just felt so much more real than any of the other ones. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, it was much more plausible. This Brown was good. We have this described as bad but genuine acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. He just seemed really out of it in the other movie. Neither Brad did great but this Brad was at least like interesting and I felt like this Brad was playing his character the Brad in the other movie really did not feel like he had a defined character at all yeah mm-hmm. no sure. I mean I think it's interesting to talk about these ones they're pretty much the same era Brad mm-hmm. like they're two years apart 1990 and 1992 mm-hmm. and uh, I think we all agree that 1990 Brad is more successful but I feel like most of that is due to the fact that across the tracks Brad is like really playable like for Brad you know like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, he does fun. better in that role I don't think it does well in, in the historical yeah and it's just so like far. the writing was better it was more obvious how he was supposed to like emote and mm-hmm. act it's very like cut and dry like yeah text now I'm happy like, now yeah. I'm sad yeah like whereas <laughs> you threw the race ah yeah you know so he <laughs> it's very much him responding to action rather than having to like have actual substance mm-hmm. so I think he does demonstrably better well it's definitely more compelling Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. e- even if it's still not, like, a good acting performance yeah, or whatever you want to talk about with this kind of movie, it's way more fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I care about this Brad. Yeah. I was actively rooting for A River Runs Through a Brad to die. If this Brad, when he was, like, <laughs> drunk and throwing away his track life, I was like, no, Brad, yeah. don't! I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'm going to say that unanimously... Across the tracks is moving forward in the bracket. I feel like there's really no point in even yep. debating. We could be doing any cinematic themed bracket, and a river runs through it would would be the loser. Yeah, yeah. it's not a good movie. I do yeah. Was it worse than the fall movie? In that yeah. it was more boring. Yes, it was more boring. Yeah, it was Cinematically worse. worse, but not morally worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. the tiny little things we were grasping to on Still lessons in the fall bad. were. Not yet. To be clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, it was not an interesting Brad. He wasn't a good Brad. He wasn't even cute. Flat Brad. He wasn't even charming. Our Definitely. first upside. And across the tracks runs straight through. A river runs through it. I'm excited to watch it again. Me too. If you're interested, available on YouTube. And so we watch it. Yeah. It's true. Mm. It's from the 90s and no one cares about it, so it hasn't been taken down. Shh, don't snitch. Tune in next Wednesday for our next episode, a movie Brad Pitt should have been in. And uh, tune in the Wednesday after that for our next pitting, which is uh, World War Z versus Meet Joe Black, two death movies. Whoa, so many people are going to die, you guys. <laughs> it's crazy. It's nuts. You can't I miss hope it. nothing terrible happens in the next two weeks so that this is okay. You like the actors in those movies? 
Or just, like, death in general? Just in general. Are you saying you hope that, like, the zombie <laughs> war doesn't break yeah, out? Yeah, no zombie wars, no freak plane crashes or anything. Well, okay, everybody cross your fingers. Let's do a little group meditation. Um, <laughs> I pray for no zombie wars. If you like listening to us, you should tell us. Hop on the old iTunes and give us a star rating and leave a little comment. We can use those stars to make brackets uh, for our next podcast, uh, iTunes User Madness. <laughs> we'll pit you against each other. Other commenters to figure out who has the ultimate comment. Could it be you? If you write a nice one, it could be. If you have any ideas, any thoughts, suggestions, comments, uh, feel free to email us. Our contact information is on our website, marchbradness.net. Find us on Facebook, March Bradness, Twitter, March Bradness, Instagram, March.Bradness. Earlier in this episode, I mentioned that you can buy sweatpants for like $3 at Axeman. Axeman is Minneapolis's and St. Paul's favorite surplus store. It's great. If you want to know what the inside of my brain looks like, go to Axeman. We're still unsponsored. If you want to sponsor us, we're like pretty cool. Our most recent Facebook post got, like, a bunch of hits. 3,000 so like hits. 3,000 eyeballs. That's 3,000 eyeballs. 6,000 eyeballs. 6,000 eyeballs on your product. On your product. Blue Apron. A. We're here. We're just another podcast that you could sponsor. Let us know. Reach out on our contact form on marchbradness.net. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>